looking at the number one California, here we come Right back where we started from Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Welcome to the OCD, bitch The show where you take an in-depth episode by episode Look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera The early aughts, the O. See, I'm your host for the evening, Mike Gravano, and with me, as always, you know him, you love him, put your hands together and don't stop till it fucking hurts, Ryan! Okay, so typically, and thank you for that wonderful intro, I feel like um, the like the person who is definitely going to lose this uh, WWE cage match, um, but typically when you bring me out, you say put your hands together and then leave them there. Mm-hmm. So don't clap, just sort of like one big hit and then pray... I guess yes. just a polite, polite knuckles clasped in your lap. Yes, I'm doing church. I'm doing steeple. I'm I, doing I have church. one. I have one last question. I, I but I cannot. Oh, that, nope. There's all the people. There's there all they people. are. There they are. Now, if fingers are people by transitive property, can we just start calling people fingers? Well, if fingers are uh, people, then isn't this a church made of uh, people? A bunch yep. of stacked dead people, and I think that is uh, some. Kind of hard-hitting satire from me, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, little kids on the playground, that's where it's at. It's Asgard is not a place, it's a people. A church is not a place, it's a bunch of dead people stacked one on top of each other. Wasn't there another one that it wasn't make a church, but it was like, if you put your hands together and fold them in such a way, it looked like a butthole or a vagina? Do you remember that? No, I mean, that's just a fist. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know this trick. Okay. I love. I really love digging deep into a visual playground tricks. What kind of playground did you grow up on? Yeah, it was pretty basic. It was uh, a lot of sand, a lot of cat poop, a lot of human poop. Yeah, obviously. Everybody. I don't mean the physical playgrounds are not a place. There are people, Ryan. What What was like? Was it recess? Were there tribes? Where Were What clique were you in? How much How much butts up did you play? Uh, I did not do a lot of. Believe it or not, I did not do a lot of recess sports. I was not out there organizing and then uh, playing things like Butts Up, or the other one, was it called Suicide, where it was like Butts Up, but you would just stand up against the wall if you lost, and people would throw tennis balls at your rectum as hard as they could. Yeah, that one's always fun for everybody. <laughs> I wandered around with two friends um, in, so, no, in, this, Ronan. <laughs> in this sort of weird... Um, half-assed like, D&D game that we always talked about that we were playing but about to play but never actually did oh that's the best oh man how are we not friends as kids uh i played that game a lot and then i played the uh game everybody else called get the weirdo and Mm -hmm. i called uh i guess i called it suicide please stop hurting me (laughs) yeah uh no teacher i do want to hang out with you again at lunch (laughs) no yeah i i wasn't as low and i always like that even in my nerdiest stories you have one level <laughs> lower of nerdiness. It's the only amount of ego I have. It's, uh, oh, you thought your life was hard? There was there was only one group that we could make fun of more than us. That was actually lower than us. And it was the kid that uh, hung out with the lunch ladies or the, Fuck. as we called them, yellow jackets. The security uh-huh. guards who wore yellow jackets. Um, and... For some, I don't. I didn't know why at the time, but we just called those kids Gravanios. <laughs> it was just rumor had it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't at bug eater level, but it was weird how it was always me and the bug eaters sitting next to each other. Now, there's two types of bug eaters, okay? And I do want to qualify because it's possible that I was definitely one. Uh, there's the there's the kid who is so desperate for attention and fame that he will eat a bug on a dare. Mm-hmm. 
if there's a big enough group around. And then there's the that that that's the group that I was probably in. And then there's the group below who does it when no one is watching. Yeah, the Renfields. Yeah. Those those you gotta watch out for. They're either gonna like invent the next app and make millions, or you're gonna hear about them on late night news. Right. Because of uh, they're they're late night news hosts. That's why, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a Conan, Jim, all the Jimmies and a James. They were all Renfields. Yeah, those uh, those are the kids that I would say like I bet we could beat those those kids up from like the entire playground away, but never actually attempt to do anything. Not a, not a very physically violent young kid was I. Says me. <laughs> was I know because you talked like that all the time. That's actually your natural speech pattern. You've been working to get it out of your system. Well, my father was a sailor, as we've talked about before, and my mother was a uh, sailor version of Yoda. So it was it was real hard for me to talk. <laughs> you were doomed from the start. Was you? Uh, so this is part two of the Rager, Ryan. Can you fill in the lovely listeners what happened in part one? I can tell you what part two of a Rager is at my house, which is uh, six people. None of them are your friends. Um, sitting on all of your furniture in like the hardest, dirtiest ways. Like you could just, <laughs> you, you could just sit on they're the not couch. Flopping on, they are they're actively sitting, but somehow. Yeah, they're like pushing the harder. Why are they pushing so hard into the couch? What power does your butt have that you can push harder? And somehow, like, there's just bare feet everywhere, and uh, they don't smoke, but they're ashing everywhere. Uh, and <laughs> our part one of the Rager, just uh, we, beers. we, of course, talked about the following things, Mike. Yes, perfect pass on to me. Uh, we did, of course, talk about Sandy and Carter becoming closer friends and surfing together and their double date with Aaron and Kirsten. Yes. And Kirsten's just like... Fully jumping off into the deep end, not into the ocean where everybody's surfing, of madness. Yes, I believe that we, for the first time, last week's episode was an important one, because we were like, Kirsten, not perfect. Mm-mm. And people, people, we got so many emails, too harsh, so we had to cut yeah. it off. We got instant emails live, so we had to stop the show. Of course, uh, all of those from the actress who plays Kirsten. Yeah, she's, she's real up our butts. And then, like, some sort of suicide game player. Uh, and then we also talked about Trey's 21st birthday, where uh, Marissa forced it upon him. Ryan was very angry, and then he went, you know what? All you own is a beanbag chair and a lava lamp. I guess we can give you a little party. And it turned into the aforementioned ra- uh, rager until t- Tattoo Buddha Girl died in a pool. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and Trey took the hit because the cops were going to arrest Marissa because she happened to live at the house. Now, we are assuming, because that was the cliffhanger of the episode, uh, where the cops came and had to, by law, arrest Marissa yeah. as, as the oldest owner of the house. Um, we are assuming that she is dead, and if the, in the next episode she comes back to life, that is some sort of uh, dark magic that comes yes. with a dark price. Osambi. I think they call it. Barack Osambi. I'd vote for him. Uh, that's it. When we come back, we're going to talk right about what Seth has been up to in this little comic book. Ryan, Ryan, don't call it a comic book. It's a graphic novel now. And Summer's pretending she doesn't want to hear at all about it. Uh, Seth and Zach, when we open on their storyline, are going to meet... Uh, was she a protege of Carter's? He That's, hooked them up with her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that Carter has got the attitude and the face that it, it, he has just fucked his way through the entire publishing industry. Well, he's a great guy because they have a good enough relationship for him to be like, hey, talk to these two rich kids and give them a comic book. Wait, maybe that's not he's a great guy. Maybe the system is just stacked for rich white dudes. It really is, yeah. 
That's I, I I've learned. Uh, so they see her at a table. Her name is Reed. Yes, and I uh, believe it or not, and this may enter into some threes company like confusion later. Reed, typically a boy's name, but not Reed Richards. The the show didn't go that far. No, did not call her Reed Richards the girl. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Seth, they see her at the table, and Seth is a misogynist and says, uh, Seth, I think, has had a lot of uh, goodwill from us for the last few episodes and burns it all to the ground in this episode. Oh, my God. We like we were going to save talking about Seth for this episode, so we didn't mention that as, like, as far as Kirsten fell, the mighty asshole has fallen so much further, and we just have full-on old-school piece-of-shit Seth back. Yeah, he's fallen. He is a prolapsed asshole dragging on that playground sidewalk uh wait are you are you against assholes that have fallen out or are you pro lapsed asshole i'm pro lapsed asshole i like i get it we all are an asshole sometimes and then you fight it and then sometimes you're gonna lapse based on uh if you look at my internet history my favorite is time lapsed asshole i really love watching them (laughs) just just, really quickly like just like the streets of philadelphia up on an imax screen yep to (laughs) the the tune go down and come out To the tune of, of course, the hit song Streets of Philadelphia. I love to watch an asshole open up and close. Because, like, God intended. (laughs) That's the full parenthetical. So, uh, Seth sees her at the table. He says, I like girls. I love comic books. But the two do not mix. Which is, you know, it's so hard to say because this is 2005. And we're trying to, like, put ourselves in the brain of somebody who was... Just normal in 2005. I feel mm. like this is even sexist for 2005. I mean, you'll still see it. A lot of the Snyder cuts out there will still say shit like that. But one, it's gross, uh, and it's Seth thinks he's counterculture, but it's the most culture-culture thing anybody could say at the time. And two, it really seems like he's putting all the blame from what happened with the comic book before fully onto Summer. It would not have happened if Summer had not gotten involved with the comic book. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that, that... Seth thinks that he has this is not just like some sexist thought that he that came to him based on his sexist DNA. He has experience with girls ruining comic books and that's what he thinks rationalizes saying this. I mean, I think he, it's not what he thinks that is full there's no introspection enough to make him have that second step of oh, I, there, people will believe me if I say this out loud. But you got to admit, Captain Zack, the angel on his shoulder, uh, at no point really corrects him. Mm-mm. And in fact, joins in a little bit later when this reverses. Ah, uh, yeah. So let's. They meet Reed, who is uh, Katie from Wet Hot American Summer. This actress has not, is not in enough. Do you agree with me or do you disagree? Okay, that's a really good hard hitting question. Where <laughs> if I say if I say no, I disagree. Uh, I think that she should be in less stuff, or I d- never want to see her. No, Mike. I I think that she should be in much more stuff. Um, I came to her late. Because I was not a Mighty Ducks fan. I, ah. I, I still have yet to see a Mighty Ducks movie where apparently she was on the team. I know our next podcast. <laughs> the Duck Minute? It's called Quack, Quack, Quack. Times 18. Cool. And yes, we go minute by minute by every single... We do all four movies and then the cartoon where the Mighty Ducks are aliens. I have never in my life thought... Like, I've never in my life had a conversation with you about starting a new podcast and thought, meh, no thanks. <laughs> Until I did it. right now. Um, but yeah, Katie from Wet Hot was a seminal character for me in a lot of ways. Um, she, uh, mostly with the her final monologue in Wet Hot, uh, uh-huh. sort of changing my life forever. 
sort of making me realize what girls uh, in 80s movies are capable, like are actually thinking instead uh-huh. of just saying. And now we have her a little bit older, not less hot, but a little bit older uh, and a little wiser, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Not wise enough to not get involved with teenagers trying to make a comic book. I would say less wet, more hot. Yes, let's say that and move on. Uh, she instantly, like, they should, I feel like, be preening and really trying hard for her, but she instantly is talking about how smart, funny, and hip the ironist is and how he's like nobody else in comics because even though she is a professional in the business, I guess she's never read uh, Deadpool or 2005, so Why the Last Man was definitely out. Uh, and you're saying she's never read those because she's a girl? Is that what you're saying right now? No, because she's saying the character, the ironist, who is Seth, is like nobody else in comic books, which at that point in time, there's definitely the marvelization where everybody should talk like Spider-Man and Deadpool. Can we make everybody quip? And 05, the ultimate line was out. That was everybody, baby. She straight up said to them, quip, quip, quip. <laughs> and then she calls Zach Doogie Hauser meets Gordon Gecko. It's so weird for her to really insult Seth, or really compliment Seth. And then say the worst insults you can in a complimentary tone to Zach. Yeah, what would be lower? What characters would be lower on your list of blank meets blank? Lower than Doogie Hauser meets Gordon Gecko? Yeah. Uh, okay, you are like uh, Billy Zwain? No, what's the kid who beats up the kid in Karate Kid? <laughs> Billy Zaba. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Billy Zaba meets uh, somebody worse. What the you, kid who calls Fat Kid, Fat Kid, and Monster Squad. What you were thinking of originally was Billy Zwainzy, who uh, started a roadhouse on Titanic. And it was going yes. really well before it all sank. So my brain knew what I, like, the emotionally what I was going for. My mouth fucked it up. The meeting does not go, the, or no, the meeting goes very well. But Seth instantly uh, forgets he has a girlfriend, forgets he's in high school, forgets what he did last time with the comic book, and starts spinning out about Reed. This can happen in real life momentarily. For a brief instant, you can sort of forget that you have all these responsibilities and all these commitments, and you might even take it to a second minute and have like mm-hmm. flights of fancy. And then your brain doesn't come crashing down. It doesn't get sad. It realizes, oh, no, wait, I have all of these other wonderful things that I would hate to jeopardize, and I'm going to get back to my normal life. Instead, Seth has this flight of fancy and then spends the next entire hour trying to do even more dastardly things. He wakes up Ryan uh, by bringing him a cup of coffee, putting it under his nose like it was some sort of smelling salts, but does not give it to him. He drinks the coffee and then tells Ryan uh, he's worried about Zach with Reed. He loves Summer. He just doesn't want Reed to like Zach more than him. So much of this is, you often say, because of all the people who have quit Pot Filter, we've, we've lost 100 people in the last two years. Um, be- and you always say that it's because I'm not complimentary enough. That I only say when they do bad things, I never say when they do good. But this is what happens when you take someone who is an endless, endless uh, black hole of need and let's be honest anybody who works at pot filter is definitely that mm-hmm. and you give them one compliment they go fucking insane they go insane so th- this is seth getting one compliment the ironist is hip funny smart like no one else in comments and which his stuff. doesn't sound like the greatest compliment but what she said is hey the character you wrote so good job being creative that is based on you mm-hmm. so i'm basically complimenting you is awesome and that makes seth lose his mind uh, and Zach gets pretty chaotic back. He he throws like he's better than Seth at everything, so he's a little drier. People don't know if he's making fun of them. He's throwing Seth under the bus. He does bring up in front of Reed that Seth has a girlfriend. Uh, 
but Seth is such a prick that he he makes a one-on-one meeting with Reed. Uh, and he says that he comes up with the stories, he draws everything, and Zach just gets him that late-night coffee. Uh, and then he insinuates that Zach is gay, as if that was also a bad part of working with Zach. Yeah, we no longer have the award mint condition, uh, a term that Seth made up, as far as I know, where things that are minty, that's what you call things that are gay. Um, but yeah, Seth makes sure to know that uh, Reed knows that Zach does nothing except for get coffee. And while he's getting coffee, he thinks about how gay he is. <laughs> I mean, dude, if that's your life, that's a great fucking life. You're great at getting coffee, and you're just so, in 2005, you're just so happy with who you are and your sexuality. Good for you. But Seth is just trying to use it as a negative. And now, Reed doesn't respond. She just kind of like, this does feel like a polite adult, like, ah. Uh, like, there's no no fucking reaction from her. Well, I think in so many, like, we have, we know these characters. We are closer with them than we are with each other or they are with each other. But if this is the first time meeting them, you have no choice but to let as much stuff fly over your head on purpose. I'm, I'm, li- I'm like, I am purposely letting this fly over my head. Otherwise, I'd have to stop and ask questions about what the fuck you just said, and I don't want those answers. And plus, you'd have to ask that every three sentences. And who has time for that? You don't want to prolong this experience. Instead, I'm just going to call them Bendacy. Bendacy. Is that a a preview for the awards later? A little bit, yeah. And also, also our new podcast where we... uh, rewrite Morrissey songs as if Brian Michael Bendis rewrote them. Oh, great. Oh, great. Super quippy and thinks it's clever, but with that annoying-ass voice that people used to think was good. Somebody hates Bendis. To take a break. More Morrissey. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll probably continue to shit on Bendis and Morrissey. Brian, so we check in again with the comic book storyline at the Rager. Uh, Seth is there and Summer's there, and at this point she has heard about Reed, but assumes... Uh, Reed is a man, and Seth does not correct her. He lies to Summer. Uh, And then he gets very angry because Zach shows up with Reed. And now I'm, you know what? I don't know if I'm on Reed's side because she went to a high school party with a high schooler she's supposed to be doing business with. What is Reed? Did she learn from Carter too much? 23, I think they say. I think so. <laughs> You're only running comic of a comic book division. <laughs> it it felt so lazily done. Like you said, Three's Company. That's definitely like every once in a while the OC remembers what it was in its first few episodes, which was like old sitcom mixed with crazy drama. Uh, but this felt like, well, the so paint by numbers. Like, we gave you the pieces. Do we have to, we have to sell it too? You want us to, no, it's there. It's there. Like, the characters felt like they weren't really in the fight. It, it was a version of, like, their tent fight at the mall episode. But neither of them cared. Now they're just like, this is what we do. Tomorrow we'll feed each other eggs or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying that's what they do. <laughs> they hand each other newspapers and feed each other eggs. Ooh. 
Right. So let's talk about what you're talking about. Uh, so Seth ha- has now lied to Summer. And then when he runs into Reed, lies to her about having a girlfriend. And then he yells at Zach about Reed, bringing Reed. And then Zach is like, you don't tell me there was a meeting. And Seth kind of just like sets out. Uh, Reed and Summer run at each other in the biggest bathroom that's been in any house ever. This is the Hearst Castle of bathrooms. And uh, Reed is like brushing her hair, whatever you do. And looks at Summer and says, I know this sounds crazy. So much of it is about to sound crazy, Reed. But do you know Little Miss Vixen? I know this sounds crazy, but do you know this comic book character that these two dudes are writing that nobody has ever seen before? She picked the one person at the party who wouldn't spit on her for saying that. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we smash cut to her hitting the shit out of Seth. Just smacking him up and down, screaming how Reed said something about this guy who thought he was the next Brian Meckel Bendis, whatever that means. Uh we've made fun of how lazy this fight was a lot, except for and because Summer's the best character, Rachel Bilson's the best actor on the show. The final line is even when you're not lying, you're lying. And there is three years of venom in that sentence when she says it. Right. I also don't know. Like, I could see how Seth could try to spin it like it was crazy if Summer broke him up over just this if he wasn't Seth the whole time they'd ever been together. But I think lying to your partner about working with somebody attractive and lying to that person, like he's built the fucking road. He just hasn't crossed it yet to sleep with this chick. So I don't know if she, she would be fully in it. Nobody other than Seth would be like, that's crazy. Right. You don't think so? Or he loves the drama. Mm-hmm. Which, if I think if he was honest with everybody, Summer would still love him. Uh, and Reed, everything she's complimented about is about his quote-unquote talent. Like, Reed is not flirting with him. She is drooling over Zach, because apparently she's got all the wrong lessons from both Wall Street and Doogie Howser, MD. Everybody knows Vinny was the hero of that show. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> well, didn't he already sleep with a mom? No, no, no. We don't. Before we met him, Zach has talked. To, no, he slept with his babysitter who had kids. She's still a mom. No, that was a girlfriend. That was somebody else he made up. Before we ever meet Zach, he hooks up. He like Zach lost his virginity to his own old babysitter. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Deservedly so. I don't... Seth went out of his way to fuck over Zach as a friend and as a business partner this whole episode. I think Zach deserves a little revenge back. But it also, like, Seth is a black hole of need and drama that... No, I'm fully team Zach on this because he's not going to do anything with either of them. He's just trying to teach Seth a lesson that the world should have taught Seth long ago. But he's, but he's been cool until Seth blew up the world. But he got away clean. <laughs> okay, we all know you know the Odyssey very well. I'm saying Zach got away clean. He didn't let Scott Summers fuck with him at all after that. <laughs> oh, that's going to hurt him. Uh Wait, did I miss that chapter of the Odyssey where Poseidon's just like, that guy's an asshole and did nothing about it other than that? So are you going to fuck Zach's ship up? <laughs> I think so. It does. The, the Odyssey Cyclops... <laughs> you brought this up! But not as bad as I'm. I'm Team Zach on this. Even it, like it, it's. I guess he could be a p pure angel, but I'm glad he's not. And he was fully right to smirk. Fuck Seth.
who somebody zacked you in your life. That's what this anger is from. You are you are up in arms. You somebody either you are a cyclops or somebody zacked you. What happened to you? <laughs> Even though he was four hundred years older than her. A thing none of the movies play into is that just a bunch of old men go after Gene all the time. But like in the age of in the age of Time's Up Me Too, that's what the movie should be playing with right now. Don't trust your mentors. <laughs> uh on that note, oh we we have to get out of here. No, we, we do not have time to we, we talked a lot about the Odyssey and producer Dave is furious. He's about to pull the plug. We don't have time to get to Julie and Lance or the uh awards, so we're gonna have to do that. Wasn't that a comic? Uh, Ryan, thank you to the Holophonics. Thank you for you to sing the next commercial. Thank you. Thank you, you know where you can get it is yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. I bet you put on all those words he said and you can get it. <laughs> and it'll help us out. Thank you for going to patreon.com slash yourpotfilter. Pick a tier, give a tier. Thank you for contacting us in these following ways, Ryan. Oh. Oh, we need some reply, guys. Is this a podcast idea? Reply all guys? And it's just digging into like the mentality of reply guys? <laughs> it's an addiction. This does not suck. I think this was a great episode and a great series that will someday win the podcast great awards. All right. <laughs> What should Zach be? <laughs> this is why nobody likes to smile at you. You fucking freak out and throw rocks and say, yeah, I'm not the Cyclops. Uh, if you, you want to hear us with other people trying to talk over us but failing, you should check out Movie of the Year or the Superhero Hour. Hour. Uh, we will come back next week with Lance and Julie, with all of the awards, and with, I'm sure, hard-hitting talks about Ulysses. Until then, stay gay, dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs Latro. Smile. California! Yeah.